morning. How you doing? How's it going, Joe? A little sleepy this morning? Yeah, I, I stayed up late. Uh, they released that new game, New World, and uh, me and my brother-in-law and my stepson were playing that. Oh, uh, there you go. I was actually up and on time this morning. I was really surprised. <laughs> That's all right, though. So, apparently, a lot of the guys want us to talk about self-confidence today and really building that up. That's an important subject uh, nowadays. Uh, a lot of the guys that I see in the server, the Discord, they uh, they suffer with that. Seems kind of normal for uh, today. Really? I mean, I, I know that's, that's a bigger issue, but obviously I don't see the inner workings of the Discord channel like, like you do. So let me get us started here. I'll shoot the intro, and then um, we'll just start rolling with it. How about that? All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Uncon Kings podcast. I'm your host, Joe Butiz from JB Motivation 777 on TikTok, YouTube, and pretty much every other goddamn social media you could possibly find me on. I'm here with my buddy and partner, Chaz. He's joined me here before, so if you guys have listened before, you'll recognize him. If you guys want to support the podcast or support what we're doing here in our movement on our quest to improve the quality of life of our gentlemen listening and even some of our female supporters as well you can do so at jbmotivation.com for all our merch or if you want to get on a call with me it's stan with s-t-a-n-w-i-t-h dot me slash jbmotivation other than that we do run a community discord it's the uncrowned kings discord and then we're just going to keep you know rolling and grinding away and just trying to offer as much as we can as time goes on here but for now that's what we got so as you heard before today we're going to be talking about self-confidence we're going to go over what really kills your self-confidence right what may be hindering what's going on here how to really build that up kind of going over the importance of why you need self-confidence and then we're probably going to cap it off with some bullshit you ready ready all right brother so what what is one of the most common like questions or concerns that you've been you've been kind of seeing going around here well actually it's not even that people understand it's their confidence that's lacking it's um these guys who come into the server and the number one thing we'll see is i really want to be with her but she says that she has feelings for me but i um she's just not ready for that I guess is what the common theme is. And to me, it, that that's one, not understanding that it's a soft letdown. Mm-hmm. And two, understanding that your self-worth means, okay, she's identified that you're not the romantic interest. Your value needs to be placed somewhere that somebody's going to receive that, reciprocate it, return it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Gentlemen, don't, don't get put in the friend zone. Right, because as soon as you establish and relay that message of, hey, I, I have feelings for you. If the answer isn't, oh, yeah, cool, me too. Obviously, this is just generic talking. I doubt these are actual conversations that men and women have with each other unless they're at middle school. Um, take the loss and move on, right? Because after you establish those feelings, there's always going to be that awkwardness in the relationship because she's going to keep going on doing what she does and you're going to be just sitting there 
like a nice cute little puppy that she comes by every once in a while pets you right pets you on the head makes you feel good keeps you around and then you're gonna actually slowly start to hate her as she gets through one bad relationship or goes through one dude or you know because you're the now the guy best friend you know you get to hear about all her hookups and parties or whatever the hell she's doing that's gonna kill you inside why would you even want to put yourself through that so you're absolutely right the self-confidence definitely has to come from having the confidence within yourself to be like nope that's not what i'm here for that's not what i wanted to do and we're going to take this and we're going to walk away and then also comes with a level of self-respect too respecting you enough and that's kind of that's kind of my take on that and i mean you're absolutely right as well that is the number one question that i seem to get all the time it, it always seems to roll back and fall back on the she doesn't want me i'm divorced i'm this on that it, it always seems to run back to almost a female problem that is my number one question is problems from women why do you think that is i think men um latch onto an idea of something and mm-hmm. they don't understand that sometimes an idea is great in thought but horrible in practice mm-hmm. so we will well maybe if i try hard enough maybe if i show hard enough maybe if i stick around long enough no it shouldn't be that way you should have somebody who from the beginning understands your position in their life right right so i think we can we can kind of address the problems at at, at its roots if we really want to stick to the the topic of self-confidence gentlemen if you don't worry about a single damn person but yourself and focusing on building up yourself as a man then everything else will fall into place Right, you will have the confidence already to overcome rejection or celebrate those wins when you finally get it. And you can really break down confidence into two parts, right? You have your physical confidence, where you look, and then your mental confidence, where you perform, how you talk, how you carry yourself. And those really kind of go hand in hand, right? So, Chad, I, I kind of want your opinion, but what do you think is the biggest factor when it comes to? Your, your physical confidence. You know, um, I'm a military guy, so when it comes down to it, having a decent haircut, um, if you're a bearded guy, you know, brush it down, keep it oiled. If you're an unbearded guy, you know, keep your face looking nice and clean. If you got an acne problem, try to figure out what you can do for that. Because, you know, people sit there and play that it doesn't matter. It does, mm-hmm. because your first perceptions within the first 10 seconds defines who you are to anybody around you yeah absolutely it all comes and these guys these are quick fixes too go get a haircut trim your beard another thing that goes really big into play is smell guys oh my gosh invest in a good quality cologne right go to a new perfume store pick pick out a bottle that resonates with you or even better bring a girl along so you can get their opinion because they're going to be the ones smelling on you and then Pick out a bottle anywhere from seventy to one hundred dollars. If you can't afford it, aim for a good quality one that's thirty to forty. But if you can, this is something you cannot be stingy on. If you smell good, you're gonna walk around like your hot shit because girls are gonna tell you you smell good. Guys are gonna tell you you smell good. I get compliments from guys saying, "Hey, dude, I like your cologne. Where'd you get it?" Because even they can recognize when you smell good these are all quick little fixes not talking about the years 
being put into the gym, right? And the discipline of gym and diet and that whole sense of it. These are all things that you can do quite immediately. Something that goes along with that is a new outfit, making sure everything coordinates, learning how to dress, learning how to dress nicely. Not talking about if you're going to wear a belt, well, use it as a belt. Your pants shouldn't be below your butt. I think that's important to understand your body type and what kind of look actually works for you. Because if you could pull off the 50s, 60s gangster look, women nowadays would absolutely swoon over that. If you could pull off the the business look, again, certain women will swoon over that. You, you have to understand what look works for your body type. Right. And you also have to remember, too, your image that you portray to the world that is what you're going to receive back is that is what you are presenting yourself with. So Im image is everything. I know so many people are like, oh, you know, appearance or right. Your looks don't matter to me. My feelings. Bullshit. Bullshit. You have to be someone attracted to the person in order to like them. And even if you're hanging out with your buddies, you want your buddies to be able to take care of themselves just as you take care of you. So if you're a bum, all your buddies are bums or your buddies are calling you to do better to not be a bum. Birds of a feather flock together, right? So if you're dressing like a bum, you got shirt stains, your baggy clothes, your pants are down to your knees. What kind of people do you think you're going to attract? No one's going to give you the time of day. However, if you are a well put together individual, you have good hair, you smell good, right? You walk with that chest high, that chin high, I straightforward, you look and present yourself like you do not care what other people think of you because you know in your heart you look good. Your outfit is clean. It is coordinated. You'd be surprised on the people that are willing to have conversations with you. Even if you're just a dude from Best Buy, it is because of your appearance and the way you carry yourself that it opens up a countless number of doors of opportunity. Like you said, so simple. I did something as small as I bought me a veteran ball cap. And the other day I came walking out of the uh, gas station to get my wife the things she wanted. And by the time I'd gotten in the car, she said, oh my God, you were so hot walking out of the gas station with that hat on. <laughs> the hat made a difference. She had never said anything about me being so hot walking out of the gas station until <laughs> I had a hat. And that boosts your confidence, right? But you have to know in your heart like as you're taking care of yourself that you look good you can't care about what anyone else thinks it, it is everyone's god-given right to like you or not to like you and that's okay not everyone is going to like you and that's fine now we can move on to the real bigger picture and honestly i don't give a fuck if i find anyone on here but your physical fitness in my opinion is the number one factor in self-confidence your health and overall well-being has such a psychological effect on your mind that, in my opinion, that is the number one effect on your confidence level. What do you think? I could see where a lot of people who don't work out, and I stopped working out since I got out of the military, um, and there's times when I wonder, like, I lost my V. I used to have my V cut, and I used to have my, my washboard. That's gone now. So, so that's sometimes I wonder if my wife misses me if that takes away from my appeal and it, obviously that plays on my whole psyche no absolutely so 
I remember when I first started going because I used to get picked on a lot when I was younger. I was small. I was awkward. I had glasses. I, for some reason, my parents let me leave the house with my hair spiked up. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't even know. It was, it was an afro. It was, '90s punk band. I had 17 chains on and four. Well, I don't know what I was doing. I would have kicked my own ass. Like, but I remember the moment I started working out, and the moment I saw like my first bicep vein. You know, clothes were fitting a little tighter. I walked around a lot different. I carried myself a lot different. And especially over the years, and especially now to the point where I'm at, where I'm about 85% on top of my shit. I've been so busy, I can't keep 100% on top of my shit with my physical fitness, but I'm, I'm pretty much there. I go to the gym every day, and the way I carry myself, because I know I'm a brick shithouse, and I'm strong, and I have the ability to not only protect myself, but protect others. And I don't have to worry about what anyone thinks about me anymore because I started living for myself. People pick up on that. People resonate with me walking around with that confidence. I don't feel fragile anymore. I don't feel weak. I don't, I'm only taking this on the perspective of being the tiny skinny kid because I was never fat. Those were just never my genetics. I don't have that slow metabolism where everything just sticks to me. I was 120 pounds when I went in the military. <laughs> like 5'9", 120 pounds. I, I was a beanpole. Yeah. There was no intimidating anything. So I, I guess I can try to put myself in, the, in the, um, the perspective of someone who is overweight, where it plays an effect in your self-confidence of your clothes don't fit how they used to. You're getting winded going up the stairs. You can't do the things that other, maybe other people can do. My biggest thing is I want to be able to be fit and active for my kids. Right? I want clothes to fit me nice. Gentlemen, I promise you a suit looks a lot better on a, you know, a fit body than a bigger body. But that, right now, I guess the fitness culture is almost demonized. But you don't see big guys like me walking around anymore. It's right now, because... I, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it's because they take the, the few bad apples of people who just really over-extenuate their body build into their persona, and they act like complete jerks and assholes, and then people see that, and they're like, all bodybuilders suck because they act like that. No, that bodybuilder acts like that. That bodybuilder, that person who takes care of themselves acts like that because their mentality is suffering. Right, and there there is... It's kind of funny because they kind of dug their own hole because now you can say the exact same thing about the other way. People who are so far the opposite way of not taking care of, their, taking care of themselves where they're morbidly obese. And then they're pushing this narrative of I'm still healthy. I do this. I do, I'm still the whole body, uh, body positivity movement was literally slandered by the people who are morbidly obese when the body positivity movement was meant for people with like amputees, burn victims, or people with birth defects that literally have no control or say over the things that happen to them. Gone. I feel like when it comes to body positivity, it used to mean something. And people don't understand that body positivity and healthcare are two different things. They right. try to jam them together like an excuse. No, no. 
body positivity is accepting who you are, the way you are, and understanding that that you are that person. But you don't always have to be. So I accept me for now, and if I want to make some changes, I will. That's body positivity. Health is saying, hey, I'm at a weight that puts restrictions on my heart and my lungs and may kill me. 100%. And people need to stop confusing the two. Because I'm sorry, I have, I have no sympathy for someone who has blatantly just can't put the fork down, but then they're sitting there crying, well, with me, my body's in pain. I feel like shit. I hate myself. Or the exact opposite of the people that do all that, but they're sitting there going, I'm a beautiful, I'm amazing, I'm this, I'm that. You may have an amazing personality. You may be a great person. narrative that is harmful and not only yourself, but what really breaks my heart is when they're pushing on all these kids. I mean, in my opinion, it should be damn near child abuse if your child is overweight or obese without any pre-existing medical conditions. In some conditions, it is. It's like, uh, they, child neglect. Yeah. They don't, they don't have a say in what you feed them. And what you're doing is establishing bad habits because they're sitting there, they're seeing their parents go through all this stuff and they think that's okay and that's normal. And then your child is going to grow up with having no confidence because they can't do the things that other people can't because you already gave them a bad start in life. And this is not saying it to be mean. This is not saying it to be spiteful. It's saying it because if anyone's going to be the asshole, I'm going to be the asshole that tells you the shit that you need to fucking hear. It is the cold, hard truth of life. The situations that you will place yourself in have repercussions. If you have a hard time putting down the fork for the next 10 years, what do you expect is going to happen? You're going to put a strain on yourself and a strain on your family because now you're going to be dealing with conditions that you should have never been dealing with. And now it's your family's problem because now you can't fully take care of yourself in the way that you need to take care of. You become a liability, not an asset. You know, another form of uh, self-confidence people have struggled with is uh, their work, their jobs. Like what they do for a living? Yeah, I mean, people undervalue what they do in their existence. You know, you, you ask people, what do you do? And there's that hesitance in their voice. Oh, I work at McDonald's. I am a janitor at a school. And they don't have that, like, pride in what they do. But... It's so important for people to understand that when they're describing a job that they do, they're part of a cog of a system. Somebody has to do that job. It's just as important as any other position in the place. Oh my gosh, right right now, everyone... Yeah, guys, if you're listening to this and you have a job, it shouldn't matter what the fuck you do. You should just be proud in saying that you actually have the integrity to work right now. Because no one wants to fucking work right now. Every place is hiring. If you have a job right now, good for you. That is awesome. You are working. You are paying bills. You are taking care of yourself. That alone should give you the confidence because you are being an active, contributing citizen in society right now. And if you don't feel like your job is challenging enough, find a way to make it challenging. I used to, when I was a busboy at Big Boys, I used to make sure that no other busboy could outperform me. I would walk into a completely destroyed station because they couldn't keep up. I would tell them to go take care of the floor and I would get the whole room done in 20 minutes and we'd be good to go. That built my confidence on my job. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Andy Frasilla talks about this. If you're going to do something, be the best motherfucker at it. 
right? If you're going to flip burgers, you better be the best fucking goddamn burger flipper. I know C.T. Fletcher talks about that same thing. So many guys talk about that same thing. If you're going to live life, give it your one home. And that alone is going to build your confidence. So, gentlemen, all these little things that you have full control over, right? You have full control over can build your confidence. But I do want to touch on one thing, though, and that's the people that things are out of their control, right? They have a disability. Maybe they have birthmarks that are abnormal compared to, like, the tiny ones that most people do have. Or maybe they have suffered an injury to where now they have some deformity that they cannot control. How would you say, how would you tell them to build their self-confidence? I had a moment in my life where I had to understand who I was. And I had this at a very young age. I was not popular. Mm -hmm. And the most important advice I can give on accepting you is you have to stop accepting the version of you that everybody else tries to force on you. If you have a disability that is out of your control and people seem to judge you for it or even you prejudge yourself for them, who cares about what their opinion is? Number one. Number two, in all of existence, trillions of sperm cells went into your parents, you know, out of your father into your mother. And one sperm cell made it, one sperm cell made you. You existed beyond the nine months of creating you. Then you got into the world and started experiencing things and developing a mentality and developing a psyche. You are so vastly unique that by the time you get to where you are now, you need to understand how important you are in the relevance of the universe. There's no one else in the world that is like you. So a physical scar or a physical ailment is just another aspect of you, you should be willing to understand. You don't always have to accept that, you know, that limitation is something that separates you. You don't have to be happy about it, but understand that it's there. It's part of you and there's nothing you can do about it and move on. Be something that people look past. I, th I think you just uh, might have made some people cry there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think so, but okay. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised at what some people can take to heart. Now, I, I, I totally agree with you, and I'd even put it this way. Your value does not come from other people, right? Your, your value comes from you, and your value comes from what you make of yourself. So I see it as this. If you are building yourself, right, and you are becoming the best version of you that you possibly can within your own ability, and you are giving it your 100%, no one can knock you for that. Not a single person can ridicule you for you not giving it your all. Because you are not living for them. You are not living for other people. You're living for yourself. So if you are living at 100% of your capacity and growing as a person, you will have that confidence of you are doing everything in your power that can. And that alone will fulfill you. And then as you are living your life and you are growing in yourself and as a person not giving a fuck what other people think about you, the right people will come along. Because there's a people for everybody, right? Even the quote-unquote outcasts or rejects or however you're feeling in society, there are people for you. But you just need to make sure you are doing the best that you can in this life and you will find your people. Hard workers recognize hard workers. Good motherfuckers recognize good motherfuckers. But I'm going to tell you what. Scum recognize scum. Douchebags recognize douchebags. 
Hoes recognize hoes. It all goes around. I think another thing to address for this is that uh, people with their self-confidence allow themselves to be dictated a lot. And what I mean is they'll encounter a scenario in their life and they close themselves off from certain things because of it. They allow someone else to control their outcome based upon the actions that have occurred. I, I always say I don't punish my current relationship for the past relationship. So even though my ex, my baby mama, she was very narcissistic and controlling, abusive mentally and physically, I made sure to the best of my ability, none of that weight carried over to my next relationship. And people have a hard time understanding that separation. Like, yeah, that happened, but that doesn't affect anybody else. That's that relationship between that person and me. That experience between that person and me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think one of the biggest issues right now that we're running into is that people aren't giving themselves time to heal. They aren't giving themselves time to figure it out. You know, you got these relationships to where even before it ends, they're already stacking up, making a list of all their backups. And then when the race relationship ends, they're immediately, you know, talking to other people in their DMs, hanging out with other people. It's like, no, you're not even giving yourself time to be alone and figure yourself out again and heal. You're already just coping and covering it up with other people so that when you do get into another relationship, which you shouldn't anyway, you're bringing all the things that you neglected to deal with into the new relationship. And oftentimes the abused becomes the abuser. Yeah, um, I can attest to moving too quickly. I, when I went from my ex to my wife now, I didn't give myself the time I needed to reflect on who I had become and who I need to be. And that affected our relationship early on. Now we've grown past it, we've you know gotten better and I've learned a lot of lessons. Lessons I didn't have a chance to learn in a toxic relationship, but I could have been better for her had I taken that time to reflect on me. Yeah, it's um, it's a shame that a lot of people associate their self-confidence, especially when they're in a relationship with their partner. Not realizing that your confidence and your self-confidence has to come from you. And if anyone is sitting there trying to belittle you, even if it's a partner, right? Because people will say evil things when they're angry, even if you're in a relationship or not. That vile words from vile people don't mean shit. Because all they're doing is spitting out their outward or their inward insecurities outward at you. And you need to have the fortitude to stand there and be like, yep, what you're saying is not cool and it, it, it actually hurts. But I know where you're coming from with that. I know what your intent is with that. And I know it's bullshit. Two quick analogies. Number one, flush your toilet. Every now and then people are going to put a lot of weight on you and you got to dump that weight. Flush the toilet. Number two, double-A battery. If you're plugged into someone and you're constantly giving energy and the energy's not going back, eventually your energy dies. Mm -hmm. If you're plugged into a charger as a battery, a compatible charger, it's a mutual relationship where you're giving energy, but you're getting energy back. You need to make sure you're part of that relationship where you're a battery plugged into a charger, not a battery plugged into a device. Right. And I mean, that we can, I feel like that's another podcast in itself when it comes to like the give and takes of the relationships and stuff. But we'll kind of go from here is that, all right, so we've kind of laid down the foundation of what 
hinders your self-confidence and then especially you know what's important how to build it back up and i mean there's plenty of content out there if you guys don't know how to you know start working out or dress appropriately or you need advice on what cologne to wear but it's like so you're going to start trying all these things and you know but what do you do with all this new confidence right what do you do is you really start to work on yourself and now you want to put it in practice what do you do i think the quickest and easiest way for somebody to start working on their self-confidence is realistically find somebody that they can go to talk mm -hmm. to and feel free to actually communicate with uh, and sometimes that'll be a woman and probably should be a woman because they can tell you from a woman's perspective and it's important probably for the woman to think that you're attractive even though she's not attracted to you so right. that way when she's giving you advice you know she understands your look and what works for it mm -hmm. she understands your mentality and where your strengths are yeah yeah i mean another really good way to you know really practice and use that confidence after you've gotten your physical appearance down right and now you wanted to you know maybe put it into practice a little bit start talking to random people open up a conversation and then that delves into another area where people go well i can't because i have social anxiety well what are you what are you doing to work on it right are you educating yourself with audiobooks or books talking about not caring about what other people think of you you know a great book is how to win friends and influence people or the subtle art of not giving a fuck those are two huge ones when communicating with other people so as you take your knowledge that you're building and as you're growing and you're slowly weeding away those social anxieties by going you know maybe talking to one person then you grow to two and then maybe three and then shit, maybe you start creating videos to kind of put yourself out there a little bit more. Even though you're afraid, you understand that these are just internet people and you're really just talking to a screen. None, nothing can hurt you. Best way to put it into practice, gentlemen, learn how to get rejected and keep moving forward. Time and time again, oh my gosh. Chaz, I don't know if you've seen it in the Discord. These guys cannot handle. Oh, I, I deal with it almost daily where I'm telling someone, listen, it's okay that you got rejected. This is a good thing. Obviously, it's not what you wanted, but it's still a good thing. Because a lot of women will keep you in that line of maybe could be. Mm -hmm. But if a woman told you flat out, listen, it's just not what I'm looking for. I couldn't think of a better gift for a person to give me. Because now, okay, I can be your friend now. But it's going to, you know, axe off all that romantic energy. And I get to redirect that somewhere else. Somebody who deserves it, wants it, and will even earn it. She basically just told you, hey, I'm not going to waste your time. And there's a lot of women that will, just for the sheer energy that they want to get out of you, but don't have to give anything back. And you guys got to remember, too, there are millions and billions of women out there. Do not get hung up because one girl said no or another girl said maybe. It's okay. Move on. Because while you're, you know, trying to seek out or, you know, ask out these girls or whatever, you have to remember, in the background, you are still working on yourself. That does not stop. And it also doesn't stop when you're in the relationship either. Because the last thing you need is to have the confidence to ask the girl out. Cool. Now you guys are dating. But then you stopped working on yourself. You can't take care of yourself. Or you just don't. And now your confidence has gone back down the drain because you remember what you used to be and now you're not anymore. 
And she picks up on that. And oh boy, when she picks up on that, that's all I'm going to say. If a woman detects weakness, and you say it all the time, you can be vulnerable, but not weak. If See, but I got, woman... I got, yeah, I, I, I got a lot of hate for that video. That was because I think people couldn't differentiate the difference between vulnerable and weak. Like people actually generally got heated. All oh, that's toxic masculinity. What the fuck? Are you serious? All this other shit. That's totally. real world application. Yes. They, they don't understand that there is a difference between vulnerability and weakness. When you are vulnerable, I never once said you never show your emotion to your partner. Not once. Vulnerability is showing your humanity, meaning you are showing her your emotions with reason. My wife told me time and time again, you don't open up. You don't open up. You don't open up. I had learned nine years of closing down. So it took me a while to break down those walls of opening up. But then by the time I had heard the message enough, I heard the wrong message. Mm. So I was telling her every time I had a problem, every time I felt weak, every time I felt, you know, like the world was crashing down. And that's not what she needed to hear because a woman still at her base core needs to understand that regardless of what's coming at us, you can meet that demand. You can meet that struggle. You can, you know, rise above it. When all she hears is, I have a struggle and no solution, no probability, no hope. And that's all in your tone, your voice and projection. If she doesn't hear that, that's when she's going to worry because now it's, is he giving up? Is he going to try it all? Because right. No, th those are, th those are feminine qualities. Those are feminine traits. Talking just to talk, complaining about your problems. Complain Granted, that women are more emotional than men. So, of course, they're going to talk. Of course, they're just going to want to be heard. Of course, they're just going to want, you know, that ear to listen to. That's okay. That's what makes women women. But what makes men men is being weak is just simply bitching about everything. That's what I said, crying over spilt milk. She doesn't need to hear about every nook and cranny of everything that is going wrong or complaining about your day. You're going to sound like a fucking woman being dramatic and gossiping. For why? Why? For all the situations that you can take care of yourself. Now, in places where you should be vulnerable and actually show your emotion, is like I said before, with reason. Your fucking dad died. Your dog died. You had, you know, this, this depression thing that's been eating away at you, and it's finally actually starting to take some damage, and you finally need to start opening up and be like, hey, you know, this is what's really going on with me, you know? But if you had a bad day at work because Susie took your papers out of the fucking copywriter and now you're just irritated about it, no one fucking cares. And if you're going to present that kind of information, present it like, hey, you know, I had one irritation today. Here's what the situation was. But you know what? At the end of the day, fuck it. If you have that at the end of the day, fuck it, she knows she doesn't have to worry. The anger is oh, really? gone. She doesn't have to deal with that energy. It's not there for her. Yeah. A woman wants to feel protected and have confidence that her man is going to be able to protect and provide and stand top of his shit in the household. If all she hears is you complaining about everything and feels like you're not on top of anything, how, how is she going to really feel secure in that household and that relationship? It, it takes a lot of growth and a lot of learning. And this isn't something we're talking about right now that just men 
um, have to work on in a relationship. It's it's some a balance that has to be learned between the man and the woman, or whatever your partner is. I don't care. Right. I'm speaking from my perspective as man and woman. Um, they they have to work as in a in harmony and balance with each other to learn what cues are acceptable, what responses are okay, and you know what's going to be over that line that kind of sets off a different emotion in the relationship. Right, right. So if you're trying to sit there and be vulnerable with your woman and she's telling you, no, you can't have emotions, that's a red flag, right? Your partner needs to understand when you are generally trying to be vulnerable with her and, you know, you just need that comfort and that support as every man does on occasion, she needs to be able to understand. It's like, okay, I need to be there and comfort my man, not your feelings don't matter. Suck the fuck up. And you're sitting there going, are you, are you serious? I'm like genuinely going through it right now. Like I'm genuinely struggling because I've been bottling everything up for the past eight years. And I'm finally getting to that point, And you're telling me I still need to keep bottling it up. That's when we have a problem. Love isn't defined by the moments that are easy. It's defined by those moments when everything's crashing down and you're still pushing forward. No, absolutely. And guys don't understand how much just that alone can destroy your confidence. Right. When you feel like you can't even, have a supportive household talk to a man that feels like he's not a leader in his household or he can't be on top of his shit as provider and honestly it's because we put so much into our women that they become our reason so if we feel like our reason isn't returning to us or giving to us well what what am i doing this for what what am i focusing for my reason just told me it doesn't matter exactly so, gentlemen, what do you take away from this? What do you, what can you take away from this entire conversation? Your confidence comes from you. Your why has to come from you. Your purpose has to come from you. That has to come first. And a lot of, I, I'll get a lot of hate from that. I'd be like, oh, why don't I put my woman first? Why don't I put my family first? Because if you don't put you first, there is no family. There is no wife. What wife would want a man with no purpose? I guarantee you, no woman wants a man with no purpose. It's uh, the foundation in the house. You ask a man, what's your foundation? 90% of men are going to say, my woman and my family. My partner and my family. 90% of anybody is going to say, that's my foundation. That's a lie. That's what you tell people because you want to sound cute. Or your wife's right next to you. so honestly if you don't have you figured out and you don't have that foundation of you your wife and your family is the house you are the foundation but jenna i I do want to say this one thing too the sole purpose of the household does not have to fall on you either your wife needs to have her purpose or your girlfriend needs to have her purpose or your partner or whatever needs to have their own purpose as well Because if they don't have their purpose either, that will eventually cause resentment in the household. Because your partner is going to see you with drive and purpose and confidence going off and doing your thing. And they're going to sit there feeling like a useless piece of crap because they're not really doing it. There's no drive in life. Right? They, quote unquote, have no purpose. They have purpose. They just haven't done the work to figure it out. So you can't let them fall or falter in that area. So if you know you have purpose and you know you're driving, but you see your partner lacking, offer that hand or that olive branch support. Be like, hey, I want to help see you succeed to the greatest 
and fullness of your capacity in life so we can grow together as a cohesive unit and just have one bitchin' of a fucking household. I'm but, a, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm a, I, I, I just wanted to talk on this subject specifically because it, I'm different from a lot of people. I'm a traditional male. I believe it is the man's job to make sure that the family is taken care of. I have always worked my job consistently. And if my job doesn't work, I go find one better. My wife has the ability to go get a job and she's gotten jobs before, but I make sure she understands. I support your decision to either work or not work because my job is to make sure you don't have to, if you don't want to. And she understands that comes from me, not from her. It's not an idea put in me by her, but I decided that I would be that type of way. If you decide that that lifestyle works for you, then do it. Don't let somebody else define your lifestyle. Right. No, notice how not once in my little rant there that I ever mentioned career or job. Because your purpose could be turning a house into a home. Your purpose could be being the greatest goddamn mother out there. It doesn't have to be associated with a job or career. Your purpose is whatever brings you that fulfillment and that reason in life. But it has to strive and push you to get better. It has to be something bigger than you. And always have a goal for the next step because you'll get to that end goal and be like, okay, now what? And that, that's a great moment for depression to set in. Yeah. That, that's where a lot of these stay at homes, the stay at home mom gets depressed, right? Because their one goal was to be a stay at home mom. They wanted to be a mom. They wanted to be a mother or a wife and a house, you know, be that household. Okay. Well, they got it. And then they go, well, now what? Now it's just the same mundane schedule. Now it's the same routine, day in and day out, dinner, bath time, bed. And they wonder why they get depressed. You, you didn't strive for the next thing. You didn't have anything else after that. You didn't have a bigger goal after you already hit your mark. Gentlemen, this goes for you too. Just obviously not motherhood, but same concept. It's so important for people to understand realistically, they have control. They have control in everything. They define the worth of what they're doing, the worth of what they want to do. They define what position it goes in the list of goals. If you run out of points where, like, my wife and I are getting to the point where our kids are in teenage years or above. I've got two 20-year-olds. So here soon we're looking at, okay, so when the kids are gone, what are we doing? And the mm -hmm. ideal is, let's get an RV. Let's be the couple that travels. And at least we have something to work forward to. And she has a goal to look forward to. So as we kind of wrap this up and cap this off, I guess the big overarching idea that we keep repeating is your self-confidence comes from you. And you have full control on how you view yourself, the actions that you take, how you grow, how you move forward, and the goals that you set. All you need to do is put in the work. And that's where I feel like a lot of these people aren't showing up. They want it. They sit there wondering why they don't have it. But then... They're not doing anything about it. They're not putting in the work. Life keeps moving forward. And if you aren't changing and moving with it to improve on yourself, it's going to leave you behind. Never be left behind. It, that's a choice, too. Um, I'm not going to take up too much time on that one, but n never let yourself be left behind. You have to choose you before anybody else can. 100%. Well, all right, Chaz, do you have any uh, last minute comments, questions, concerns for myself or the people? Um, if anybody's going to be joining the Uncrowned Kings Discord, make sure that you select a role. If you don't know how to select a role, 
go on the help channel. You have access to that. Just put in your age and your uh, your sex, and we will assign your role for you. You can't chat in the other chats until you have a role. So I even have male, female, and non-binary. It's very important for people to understand that because we are a men's mental health movement, that does not mean we are anti-women's mental health movement. We want women to join us and help grow with us because ultimately the goal is making sure that men and women are growing together to be better people. No, absolutely, 100%. Our Discord is absolutely amazing and loving and welcoming and is doing everything that it was created to do, which is fantastic. Um, Just some things to look forward to, guys. I have a new release coming out in the next few days because so many of you asked me to create merch for the motivational or motivated depression video. And then after that, I'm going to try to just make it so it's, you know, once a month or every other month or just little limited edition releases. After that, we're going to look towards getting some sort of affiliate program going as well. So you guys can have more inclusion and then we have a lot of other things working in the background that I can't quite disclose yet, but Jazz kind of knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but just know the more you support and the more you show up and the more we work together to grow, we got some big things coming and it's going to be worth it, guys. I, I promise you this. All right, Chaz, I appreciate you getting, um, getting out here with me. Sorry if I'm breathing heavy. I'm sitting in a hot car right now, so I'm sweating my butt off right now. But we'll definitely, <laughs> we'll definitely get on here soon. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't uh, forget to follow, share, do whatever, notification bullshit, whatever. You guys know the internet better than I do in terms of spreading and organic reach, I guess. But take care, gentlemen. Stay positive, stay motivated, and as always, stay on Crown Kings.